I mean, that's some hotness if you're talking about Auburn, Georgia. What a finish. What a finale. What chaos. But low. Conceded SEC fan. Let me tell you. That kind of hot action happens every week in a little conference with the big name that'd be the Big Ten. Oh, joining us since Celebrity Hot Tub flaked out on us to spend time with his girl. Girls. Ew. Ew. Um, joining us is uh, Adam Jacoby, Iowa fan, and uh, our resident Big Ten correspondent. Hello, Adam. Hello, Spencer. Uh, wow, also, did you hear that? Did you hear that clear diction? That enunciation? Did you hear that kind of so learned? You know, Tom Brokaw's an Iowan, and uh, everybody. So everybody from the state talks like Tom Brokaw. You're welcome, rest of the nation. Wow. Damn. See, Walter Cronkite was always my guy because he has just a little bit of Texas behind the way that he would intone. So even from the beginning, my formality was redneck, is, is what I'm saying. Brokaw can, <laughs> can suck it. Um, so I was going to ask you, we discussed this. You're an Iowa fan. And before the season even started, I said you guys were going to win, what, eight games? I believe you did. I think you 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 tabbed it at eight and four, and lo and behold, they're on that pace. Six wins right now. Six wins, and 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 two games that I, I was afraid were not winnable at the beginning of the year, but it turns out Michigan and Nebraska are horrible at football this year. <laughs> it's amazing that kind of. By the way, the mention, the mere mention of Nebraska is what got us talking about this in the first place, because while the SEC is sitting agog over the fish to Auburn, Georgia, which, to be fair, dropped the pants of my mind when it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska just had, oh, you know, a little Hail Mary to finish things off against Northwestern. No big deal. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't your standard run-of-the-mill Hail Mary. No, no, no. It was a third-string, eighth-year former walk-on senior uh, with a three at the end of his name, throwing to a guy I've never heard of who might also be a walk-on. I don't know. Uh, you've never heard of Jordan Westerkamp, have you? Of course not. And, uh, sir, sir. <laughs> he plays in the Big Ten, so. so I mean, yeah. <laughs> we don't. We we don't know him. Was he was he was he three <laughs> stars? Taylor Martinez. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? Who? Yeah. He's, and, the most, and, he's the most dynamic pseudo quarterback in the United States. And and it was a a a game finisher, a game winner. Not not like the pedestrian hail mary of uh, Auburn, Georgia, which left much too much uh, time on the clock. Oh no, this one was as the clock struck aughts. That's a good point, because the Auburn-Georgia finish, that one kind of oversigned on time, so to speak. If as, <laughs> as, far as, as far as time goes, it was a little overweight as well. A little, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe. you figured if they were better at math, they could have looked up and noticed that they needed this many seconds to run off the clock before it. But, but whatever. Yeah, well, you know, that's... I guess that's just the difference between two conferences when one of them values academics and one of them doesn't. 
hey, you know what? We don't need to count our sacks. Also, we we only need to learn a new number next year when it becomes seven in a row. Seven, seven. Instead of six, son. Um, those are our talking points, by the way. They're sent around on sheets of crayon written on <laughs> the back of RC Cola boxes. Actually, it's just posted in the posted at the uh, out back of the Kroger. Posted out back of the Kroger. Since you'll be back there anyway. Yeah, you know, it's out back of the Kroger and or Hogvale. Same thing, really. One's on the internet. It's the back of the Kroger on the internet. Hogvale.net, y'all. Uh, I was also going to ask you, by the way, um, since I am so right about all things B1G, and we did discuss Northwestern as a disaster last week. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to broach a subject, Jason, since uh, you're kind uh-huh. of a, you're kind of an apostate SEC fan. Because if you don't know, I'm going to expose Jason for what he is. He's a Southerner, but he's not an SEC fan, particularly. That's true. No, I, I I thought you were a, a a Dogs fan, Jason. Yeah, there there there's kind of this mystery about who exactly I root for. Um, I think a lot of people assume Georgia. Uh, some people think Georgia Tech. Some people think Florida. Mm-hmm. I got mixed up with with us. Uh, Spencer and Mr. Hot Tub, so some people think I'm a Florida fan. But, uh, yeah, I don't root for any SEC teams. Yes, being a Kennesaw State owl. Go Owls! His loyalties are to a team that plays, you know, recreational football. That's not, that. that's not pseudo-professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, club it, hockey team? Yeah, they do, have, they do have a club hockey team, right? <laughs> yeah, we're real good, I think. <laughs> You you in Alabama. By the way, Alabama also very committed to hockey, weirdly enough. I think it's because I think it's because of sport. It's a sport. I think it's because it's the sport that white people dominate, so secretly. Also, I was reading today that they have uh, very good T V ratings in uh soccer. Did you know that? That's so. I did. Evidently. That gen- generation's going all wrong, Paul. Unless <laughs> yeah. unless it's part of Nick Saban's plan to recruit kickers on the cheap. Which is I'm really well, I, what think I think it's, it sort of, it's sort of just where they stash extra wide receivers and cornerbacks. <laughs> you ever thought about playing soccer, son? Did you sign a kicker? Yeah, man, I signed eleven of them. They're called the soccer. <laughs> we call them midfielders, but oh yeah, That's it. is that Lionel Messi on the bench? Yeah, you know he just hasn't done the things he needs to do. Gestures with hands. <laughs> uh, the but uh, I was going to ask you. In the Big Ten, I really do think that there is <clears throat> slight market improvement overall throughout the conference. Slight. I'm not saying the I'm not saying the pool is full all the way up to uh the, you know the blue tile yet, right? Right, right. Now the uh, certainly it's better than last year, but that's like saying <laughs> that um, you know having. Three fingers is better than having one finger on your left hand. Are you are you describing the Big Ten as the lizard, which can regenerate not only its tail but its limbs? So it's sort of got one grown back, and then maybe part of the back one, and it's like next year, three legs. Now, now what I'm describing the Big Ten as is in 2012, it was the hand that was holding the firecracker that blew up and all the fingers flew off, except for the 
the ring finger, as luck would have it. In 2013, they got to the hospital. They were able to reattach two of them, and maybe we can maybe salvage some quality of life here, son. But you really shouldn't have been drinking and playing with fireworks. Well, now, what they uh, do with those other two fingers? Are those going to be turned into sausages? Isn't that what y'all eat up there? Uh, uh, we bronzed them. Oh, and turn them and, 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 and turn them into a heinous rivalry trophy. <laughs> Wait, it, it. The, the old, it, yeah, the old bucket like, of fingers. Yeah, those are for the, <laughs> the Rutgers Nebraska rivalry game coming your way. Yeah, you need some new ones, right? So the Rutgers, I guess the bucket of fingers is the new Rutgers Nebraska trophy. Problem solved. This is for the old bucket of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow, somehow it's been played for 116 times. They're just now in the conference. Nobody knows how. It's got right on the side of the bucket of fingers results from 1842. It's amazing. <laughs> somehow they painted 137 games worth of results onto two mangled fingers. <laughs> it's amazing like that. Actually, you have to, uh, you have to give a finger after the game. So someone from the opposing team has to donate oh. one. Which is then bronzed. Well, and from the winning team, it's more of an honor. That, you know, that would be the most Michigan man. Who's giving up the <laughs> finger? And that's why they sign one polydactyl every single recruiting cycle, right? <laughs> Damn dude's got seven fingers, man. Take one off. He can't even feel those two little nubs on the end. You think he'd be a better wide receiver, but no separation, none. The got other- willing by December, only seven fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the bucket of fingers. I also wanted to ask you about uh, a, a few unknowns in the Big Ten, i.e., uh, I do actually think Bill C. is very big on them. Uh, Bill Connolly, our superb writer at SBNation.com. Uh He's big on them. And I, I, what I've seen of them, they got royally screwed in one game and nearly beat the best team in the conference the other. That would be Wisconsin. Oh, I thought you were going to say Northwestern. Um, no, Wisconsin <laughs> is a, a team of absolute, utter ass blasters. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a sexual way. I, I mean a you are going to need medical sure. attention kind of way. Um, they're, they're phenomenal. Um, they are getting screwed beyond belief by the pollsters, the BCS. And, and for whatever reason, I, I – it's probably just comes down to schedule, you know, quirks or whatever. But if, you know, every metric that actually takes into account how many points you score, you know, which is what teams are trying to do the entire time they're on the field, uh, rates Wisconsin highly like top 10 highly. You take the points out, you know, again, a brilliant move. And they're rated down by like Northern Illinois. And it's, it's too bad. Yeah, because if you actually watch them, you're like, how, how in the world would my team beat this team? Uh, you, you know, unless you're Alabama. But if you're Alabama, you're not watching Big Ten football for any reason whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, ni- 90%, 95% of college football, you're like, Jesus, these guys are good. And uh, and they are. They, they only lost to, uh, you know, number three, Ohio State, by seven points. And Arizona State, another really underrated team. Uh, by, you know, a, what was it, one point or two points or it, whatever, they really shouldn't have lost. That was just a screw job of epic, epic proportion. Like, the only thing I, the only thing that I, the only weakness I know for Wisconsin as a team all around is taking a knee. That's the only thing I've <laughs> right. seen them, 
That's the only yeah. thing I've seen them do a shitty job of all year long is taking a knee. Everything else, they even look this this may be overstepping a little bit, but to me they look more together than they did under Belama. Imagine that. <laughs> they, well, they brought in a guy from Utah, and all of a sudden they're running a tighter ship. Like, <laughs> who could have saw that coming? <laughs> then Brett Bielema, who, uh, you know, I'm, I, listen, I'm not gonna, I mean, Jason, we're not, we're not gonna make too much fun of Bielema in reality, right? We're just making fun of Brett Bielema, not the situation he happens to be in in Arkansas, right? Uh, well, yeah, there's a lot, there's, there are jokes to be made. We could avoid them, if that's what you're saying. No, 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 let, let, let's plow headlong into them. Um, I did want to, uh, n- now that we've discussed the Big Ten, never let us say that we're partisans. We we put like 12 minutes on the Big Ten. Damn. I know, that happened. It felt like 12 hours. <laughs> it felt like driving across, driving across Illinois. The Big Ten, the Big Ten, hey, Missouri's in conference now. That state's the one that takes the longest to drive. Hey, you know which one I saw a, a meth uh, uh, anagram sign in? What? It was Illinois. I, I do not recall what it yeah. said. I do recall that it said M-E-T-H, and it all stood for stuff. And it was telling me not to use meth. But that was in Illinois, not Missouri. You know, the southern half of uh, the southern half of Illinois, most people say, ah, you know, I, I, that place is just like, you know, it's like the ass end of the universe. No, quite anatomically correct to say that Illinois is a bowel. It's just this, southern Illinois is just this enormous bowel. And Chicago just does all the eating, and then it processes out through the southern end of Illinois and goes straight into Memphis. That's, if you want where does it flow? Goes right into Missouri and Memphis. Just so Missouri, it's like it's, it's, Memphis. It's kind of draining the Great Lakes, like filtering the Great Lakes. It, it does. Sure it's really it does. the United States is a self-cleaning oven. So yeah. the Great Lakes, maybe it's kind of like an infection, and the state of Illinois is there too. It's just a just a bandage that was just slapped on top of it. I think the Great Lakes starts out fine, and then it has to pass through Chicago, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then once it gets through Illinois. Uh, it then has to sort of process down through America's bowels into its genitals, which are probably located where? Cave and Rock. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> New Orleans. Oh, that's right. They're Sorry. right there. <laughs> I thought we were just still talking about Illinois as its own separate entity. Cause no, like, no, it doesn't deserve that. You don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. You insulted Southern Illinois. You're damn right. Wow. You know where I've lived? I lived in Florida. I'll insult anywhere I like because I lived in the worst. I lived in the worst, least probable territory in the United States. Like Arizona makes more sense than living in Florida because I'm pretty sure Arizona is going to be there in 150 years. That's a good point. Yeah. I lived in a place where people still like how stupid is it that people still sell houses in Florida? Nobody at any point goes, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be underwater. No, no, no. They're like, nope, it's a house. You know, you know what's even stupider than that? Buying them. <laughs> yeah, but some stuff like hotcakes. It's it's 90 feet from the water. What could go wrong? Water's pretty. $1.2 million for an apartment? Sure. Hey, they say the water's getting closer. I call that an investment. <laughs> you yeah, know, now, it's, for now it's beachfront. Soon it'll be islandfront. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to be living in the Venice of America. 
<laughs> that is, by the way, the serious, like, when people talk to you about Miami, they're like, oh, no, listen, those global warming freaks, it's going to be like Venice. It's like, have you smelled Venice? Okay. Now imagine what Miami's going to smell like. Imagine what happens when jet skis become a form of commuting. How's that going to go in Miami? Answer, poorly. Very poorly. It'll be I like... I like they've been planning for this for a long time. I know. It'll be Jeremy Shockey everywhere. That's it. <laughs> be just Jeremy Shockey on a jet ski. Him and Kellen Winslow just going Millions head, head, head. of them in one city. Millions of Jeremy's and Shockey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and just try to keep Coke out of Miami when you turn the whole thing into water. <laughs> How's that going to go? So the brief diversion into environmental science aside, I would like to go ahead and uh, state that, yes, the, the the only moment of what I think is a rather lackluster year for uh, singular moments, not involving defensive tackles catching uh, fake punts for, for TDs, um, would be Auburn, Georgia. No? I mean, are we missing anything else that sort of made your jaw drop besides that and the Nebraska-Northwestern Hail Mary? That's that's basically it. I mean, those two sort of broke the curve for everything else. Like, oh, yeah, you know, that, that one team, I think it was Fresno State, ran a really cool fat guy touchdown trip play. Like, yeah, all right, but Hail Mary from 75 yards off a tip to a guy who wasn't even looking. Like, okay, that wins. You win. Yeah, and there's been the standard range of, oh, that's a really good catch, and everyone kind of yells about it for five minutes and then never remembers it again. Like the UCF catch, the one-handed diving catch that ended up contributing to the win over Temple, which <laughs> went over Temple. Um, that's a really good catch. You know, great. Maybe we call that the catch of the year, and then we don't have to call anything else the catch of the year because, you know, all catches are pretty good. So uh, I would I would do this. Catch thoughts. I think that – a lot of what we would consider to be like superb highlights are probably being played out in places where they don't get seen enough. For instance, if you put together a highlight tape of everyone that Andre Williams at Boston College has buried this year at running back, oh, he's had some he's had some heinous runs against mm-hmm. admittedly shitty competition for the most part. But remember that Boston College was the only team to sort of put a scare into Florida State. You know, prior to a brief fillip of competition, a brief blip of competition in the Miami game. Uh, and I think they solely did it because Andre Williams is terrifying. Yeah, like not just his highlight runs. Like every week he's just trampling somebody and looks like a, a, a dad playing with his kids. But like looking at the numbers, um, not only does he lead the country in rushing and total offense, he's doing it by himself. Like the Boston College passing game ranks like 115th. Mm-hmm. Like even Kadeem Carey gets more of a passing game than than Andre Williams does. It's, I, I mean, it, the most valuable player in the country, perhaps. I, I, the, I, yeah, I, I would agree. For a given value of like you know singular dominance, surrounded by mediocrity, he's um, he's there. You know who he reminds me of is um, Troy Davis. You know at uh, Iowa State. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know when he was re- you know racking up the two thousand yards on some just heinously bad teams you know he was doing it by rushing like 45 times a game every single game and people were like yeah well his yards for carry aren't that great he's only doing that because he's rushing it 40 times a game that is the hardest thing in football to do <laughs> like 
you after 30 carries you should be like I'm just going to go to the hospital now like I'm done forever but yeah no like like Jabbar Gaff- all right all right um I was about to say Jabbar Gaffney because it's very late um but uh I was going to say Tyler Gaffney. Tyler Gaffney at Stanford. Thank you. Uh, Tyler Gaffney, um, when he had, was it 42 carries? Yes. 40, for, for an average of something like, ah, you know, four yards. Lower. It was, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was, I mean, it was mind boggling because it was a lot like watching someone put up 225 on their back and get out of the rack on a squat, right? And you're like, oh, I could do that five times. I could do that ten times. He just did it fifteen times. Holy crap, he did it thirty times. Watching him do, like watching him do reps of this extremely basic run over and over and over and over again. I mean, it was it was just it was astonishing. You're like, man, this is kind of boring but kind of majestic all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the big time. <laughs> so, so you know, if I could just get back to. I'd like to say a kind word about my football conference. These gentlemen play a stellar game while maintaining a rigorous academic standard. It's you know, like watching weightlifting. It, you know, it's so impressive when you get a degree from Wisconsin. <laughs> That's my favorite. When somebody cites that, I've complained about this before, but when somebody cites the value of a Big Ten degree, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's just, you show them that Indiana diploma and like, boom, six figures. When you're 55, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Provided they don't Fingers downsize, move the company. The University to Texas. of Minnesota, the yeah. Harvard of the Yukon. <laughs> Did you see that? That's that's an Illinois man. <laughs> it's the best. It's the most like you have to say that for SEC fans. I haven't met in many of them who are like. Yeah, man, he went to Ole Miss. I mean, don't mess with that brain. <laughs> smart you know, boy. A smart boy there. <laughs> I mean, he it, he had to go to Delta Community College first, but he got there. He got in. I noticed you guys danced around the, the ultimate um, degree to be had in the Big Ten, which is, of course, Ohio State. Oh, no, no. You want, I don't want – I'll dance right into that if you want. That, please, they're, please. They're, the wor- they're the worst about this, by the way. Oh yeah, and which is ridiculous because it is one of the least academic environments in the entire United States. Like their coach showed up in a sweater vest, and they're like, "What is this? (laughs) (laughs) He looks like some sort of super professor. Like we got smart people on campus, but this is next level." They're the ones who'll cite. Oh, you know, Woody Hayes, he made people call him call him Professor Hayes because he was crazy. (laughs) Not because he was smart. Also, if if that's a quality professor you have on campus, probably ought to shut up about your academics. Yeah. (laughs) If he's capable of holding that position. Yeah. For a sustained amount of time, by the way, including, you know, assaulting someone in the course of pursuing his academic duties as Professor Woody Hayes. He ate a pigeon during halftime during one game. I'm just I'm 70 to 80 percent sure that's true. Didn't look it up, but I'm it's probably right. I didn't go to Ohio State. I can't go to a library and figure that out. Obviously, <laughs> wow. 
Because, <laughs> you know, you roll up to Wall Street and you're like, I went to Ohio State. Man, those Princeton boys, shitting their britches. The doors just swing wide open. Everyone just ushers you right through. Good, good, good. We needed someone to figure out the situation. (laughs) Did you say Ohio or Ohio State? State. Oh, my God. That's great, because the shuttle, it's in an orbit, but it's degenerating. And meanwhile, they're like, I can make a bong out of an apple, and I took some marketing classes. (laughs) <laughs> if if I can if I could uh recommend a course of action I would say we call the shuttle a sore loser. <laughs> I'm going to make this sign of a vagina with my hands. If you see the index finger and the middle finger are put into an oval thus signifying the entry to the uterus aka the vagina and I will show this at an injured player, possibly one that's been paralyzed on the field. Also that shuttle's doomed. Um the uh, the other, by the way, the other guy who, like, in terms of having a moment where you sort of, like, dropped your jaw, I am now numb to it, but it is still watching Jonathan Manziel the 15th, watching, play, watching him play quarterback is now, it's now sort of, you're kind of numb to it because you've seen it, but it's still spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's, um... I agree with that, because not only is he just still doing amazing things, it's something different every time. So yeah, like, basically, he's like the arcade fire of quarterbacks? Uh, no, because they suck. I have and, no damn idea what that means. Yeah, no. Johnny Manziel at no point in his life has gone, I need this to be anthemic. <laughs> who, who is the arcade fire of quarterbacks, though? The, the arcade fire of quarterbacks? It, oh, is it in, Tim is, Tebow. Tim Tebow is the arcade fire of quarterbacks. I need I it to be dramatic. Sorry. <laughs> you need to give me more time. I'm working on something brilliant back here. I need to emote and move to Austin and then move Stop away from knocking Austin. knocking me over. I'm composing masterpieces. <laughs> Can you brilliant. sing along with it? Take eight minutes, not eight seconds. In concert, we must all switch instruments, which are all artisanal. And have been made of reclaimed wood, which was not taken from a living tree. So you might have stumbled into cruelty-free offensive. I think you stumbled into two people who don't really like Arcade Fire. One on principle, one from experience. Adam, that's another cultural gap, by the way. Not a stumble. Oh no, people people from the Midwest love them some anthemic white music. I I knew what I was getting into here. (laughs) Back to pass and. He's holding a hurdy gurdy. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if that happened. Like if, if the lead singer of the Arcade Fire, um, Pip, I'm gonna call him Pip. If he just, pulled, <laughs> if he just sort of got his Stephen Godfrey looking ass, dropped back from under center clumsily, right? Because he's got big knees, and he just threw a hurdy gurdy downfield. Oh, that'd be magnificent. Um, but I, w- I would go ahead and, by the way, also remind you that somebody who has played uh, spectacular at times quarterback at his level, okay, and played probably the best game of quarterback I've seen this year in person. <laughs> and I, this, I can't get it out of my mouth. Do you know who I'm going to say, Jason? Um, just thinking of who you've seen in person. Um, and, and, it, was, it, and was nails in this game. He was amazing. <laughs> it, 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 is, that, is that an ambulance I hear pulling up? 
Yo, that'd be Dr. Bo. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> now, granted, it's not an ambulance. It's a, it, it, it's a hearse with a, with a disco ball on it, but it'll get you there. It's Mississippi. It'll make do. Cops will let you go. They see something shiny on the road. They want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I presume it's, it's one of them interterrestrials. Yeah, might be the devil. Just let him go. <laughs> it's that Joplin spook light I heard so much about. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost lights of Mississippi. We found them. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's the best that's the best game I've seen in person, uh, quarterback wise, which may be damning with faint praise, but <laughs> considering. Bo- the first game you went to was uh, A.J. McCarron versus Logan Thomas. Oh, and I don't think you've been to many otherwise. Oh, God. <laughs> but was, still, yeah, Dr. Bo. Dr. Bo was throwing dimes, son. <laughs> he was he was unreal. He was not Logan Thomas, and that meant a lot. <laughs> Adam, have you have you been to uh, have you been to any games this year? Actually, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> oh. I worked. I worked it's twelve hours a Saturday for you guys. <laughs> okay, well, you know, just asking. You know, the, you, you can catch it. And and it's not like they play they play on Thursday night up in the Big Ten. They don't do that. Oh no, yeah, that's true. At least you know, kind of have the luxury of being able to do that here. You know, because because you know, down here we play football. I'm not even joking. We play football six nights, five nights a week. <laughs> You can get that. You can get that Tuesday. If we just include the Mac in there, you can get Tuesday, Sunbelt Wednesday. Then hey Thursday. man, the the Sunbelt was doing Tuesday for the Mac was. Yeah, they were. That's true. So like, yeah, we get five days a week. And even if you don't get a game down here on Friday, uh, there's high school games. Best gambling in Atlanta. Is, it, is yeah. this true? Is that uh, is that a, a a valid subculture of Atlanta? Oh yeah. Oh dude, yeah. yes. <laughs> Gambling, gambling on high school games is real, and it gets real, real when you go to Miami. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> astonishing amount of gambling. So, um, looking over that, if we've excused the uh, exemplary and outstanding players and/or plays from the year thus far, I think we can move to the weekend, which. Uh, kind of an odd weekend, not really totally building to a crescendo just yet, but there is a very large game in Stillwater, Oklahoma, between undefeated Baylor and a one-loss Oklahoma State Cowboys team. Uh, Jason Kirk, uh, discuss. Well, the thing is, there are many important facts in the world today. About these two teams, I was just thinking about um, Adam's uh, what is it? Board tenth grader book reports on uh, board board high school student. Yes, <laughs> board <laughs> high school student. Y'all gotta go read those black heart gold pants. They're hilarious. Um, yeah, obviously looking forward to this game. Kind of think Baylor's gonna win. Stillwater's gonna be pretty crazy. Nice late kick. Uh, Oklahoma State, that we as we've discussed, is a very hard team to pin down. We know what Baylor's gonna do, but Oklahoma State. No clue at all. Baylor's banged up. Just lost an offensive lineman today or yesterday. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a game with uh, a lot of questions in the air. A lot of factors. Uh, a lot there, of, there are many factors yes. Factors in the world. There are, uh, there are undetermined quantities surrounding this game. 
Some would say. some would say there are factors. <laughs> and that and that if a running back were one of them, he would be a factor fact. And that if a quarterback were one of them, he would be a quarter factor. The the thing that I'm by the way I'm going to this game. I like to say this a lot because it's awesome. Um and I want everyone to be very jealous of that. Even though it's Stillwater and I don't understand how everyone isn't really excited to go to Stillwater, Oklahoma in November. On what's where it could snow, by the way. You, well, you you go there for the for the visuals, and uh, there there's nothing quite as picturesque and breathtaking. <laughs> it's Stillwater, Oklahoma. The the, the snow-capped peaks of Stillwater, Oklahoma. When when the frost starts tickling the the red clay, or something. <laughs> you you don't even know if they have red clay. When the I've glaciers never set are foot in that state. <laughs> Glaciers are breaking against the coastline. <laughs> when the hail really begins to teeter in <laughs> across the glass trees. When the sleet causes you to to slam into a cow. <laughs> you know, the cows, free-ranging, free-roaming, they're worshipped as gods. When the migrating dinosaurs come home to roost. Oh, yeah, oh now you've gone too far. Oh, sorry, sorry. That uh, it is, by the way, allegedly a very good crowd. Uh, it is also susceptible to earthquakes. If you'll remember, this was this will be Kirk Herb Street's first time back in Stillwater since the uh, Great Earthquake game. You think Musburger's gonna mess with him, like jiggle his chair a little bit, and all night, yeah, constantly, <laughs> all night, and like Kirk may be legitimately freaked out about it, and, and Brent won't care. He's probably gambling on how Rabble D can make him. <laughs> can I get him? Can I get him to cuss on air? I'll give you a five two. I can get a shit on air. We'll have to couple, hit the button. A couple of my guys out in Montana have pretty good numbers on how many cuss words I can get out of him tonight. We've never really discussed that. Brent knows bookies in Montana. Yeah, that's good gambling. Cool. If if a river runs better than offshore, that's if like, a river runs through, it is to be believed it's the kind that can get you beaten to death. Yeah, that's how he likes it. Yeah, that's exactly. Because <laughs> what's money? What's money to him? He's nine hundred years old and profoundly wealthy, just based he on just all the winning the he's done. Yeah, it's all all a thrill. Remember that Brent Musburger was the kind of guy who used to run the toll booth from New York to Connecticut for fun while drinking a. Uh, a 16-ounce Moosehead beer in a can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Governor of Montana. So remember, that that's the kind of guy we're dealing with. Yeah. Herb Street. Watch your back. Yeah. That's uh, other things uh, Other things of note this weekend, by the way. Just to uh, take a look, if we want to look around. Late kick for Baylor, Oklahoma, at 8 p.m. I am outside, by the way. You know, my neighbor's dogs are stupid. My apologies. Uh, we have, uh, working in reverse order, we have, I think, an interesting game, Missouri at Mississippi. The, the late game for the SEC starting at 745. Which, speaking of Dr. Bo, uh, Ole Miss is 7-3, and three, which I'd kind of lost track of them and thought, ah, oh, they're probably like, you know, at, yeah, you know, like, I had no idea what their record was. And then you look up and you're like, well, hell, they're 7-3. and three. They're <laughs> They're right there. Yeah. That's a, that's a spectacular. All, all that's a spectacular. their losses are pretty good. 
And yeah. and I don't like coming into the year. If someone had said pick the uh, the biggest SEC game of <laughs> week uh, thirteen, uh, you got well, you got A and M, LSU. That's pretty big too. But Mizzou, Mizzou, Ole Miss, ranked versus ranked. Who saw that coming? Top ten versus top twenty five. Also, uh, A and M, LSU has no bearing on the SEC championship whatsoever. Yeah, it's just really good. But, <laughs> but uh, Ole Miss, Missouri, like. That's going to decide a whole lot in that conference, or at the very least, factor into it. Um, so that's that's going to be fun. And also, have you guys seen the the, the betting line on it? It's like two points. So like, there's a very high probability of shenanigans happening late. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and then everybody on everybody on Twitter all at once going backdoor cover, backdoor cover. Oh God, that's. Oh. Mm. Yeah, we know you can count. Now, um, I would think shenanigans at this point would favor Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Do we do we agree or disagree there? And it's at it's it's at Oxford. So right, yes. And they, by the way, very similar teams in terms of how they kind of do things. Both spread teams. Both do a lot of perimeter runs. Uh, Ole Miss's defense <laughs> might do one of those things where they just show up and wreck shit. That's Every now and then, like, that's what happened in the LSU game. They made the three plays they had to make, right? And just, they they have nobody. Like, name name a starter who isn't, you know, named Kandiche on that game, or, Ma- or Mike Mary, right? Yeah, I happen to know impossible. Mike Mary off the top of my head as well. And then after that, uh... Jason Johnson. That, that now, well, the thing about, I mean, the thing about all those young guys is they're either going to play really great, or not so great from week to week. Whereas Mizzou, like, what are we going to get out of James Franklin that's going to surprise us at all? We know exactly what he's going to do. He's going to throw for 285 yards. You know, like, it, he's going to have a, a, a good game. But Ole Miss, yeah. if they all play great, then everything's off the table. Additionally, um, this is, I believe, is this Missouri's first time at Ole Miss? I don't think they've played there. I don't think they've played in Oxford. I think they, last year... They weren't on the last year. They weren't on the schedule. So this is a, or if they they were, they played in Missouri. So this will be their first time in Oxford. So we can't really state no. that you know. Oh, they've got that stank record there. We have no idea. They they went to Ole Miss in two thousand seven. Oh, oh my gosh, they did. How'd they do? They won. They won. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're All right, that's it. All my money's on Missouri. <laughs> now we're also talking about Gary Pinkle has been to the Grove. And he thought he mastered it, like, oh, yeah, I got this, I got this. And now he's going to go back and, you know, maybe go a little too hard this time around. Grove, hey, Grove 1, Mizzou 0. That's all I'm saying. Thus far. Uh, uh, cleaning up the SEC, by the way, kind of a lackluster slate for, you know, uh, oh, America. Not so fast. Not oh, so fast, sir. I know, I know. We, we've, yeah, I mean, we've got LSU, Texas A&M lurking there. Uh, oh, we wow. also have uh, the bitter if the, probably the bitterest game in the SEC this week, that'd be Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah, that's not what you're thinking, but no, 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 no. That's it's a nasty little rivalry, and uh, one that, by the way, Tennessee could steal. Like this is a game Tennessee could pull out, pull. <laughs> they could. <laughs> no, that's just funny. What a thing to say. Tennessee could steal from Vanderbilt <laughs> because uh, that's that's kind of the correct way to say it. It's funny. Tennessee would be stealing from the homes of Vanderbilt Kratz. <laughs> the only way they get to Bell Mead, Paul. Um, you had Jason uh, another game in mind. 
Well, just the entire SEC SOCON challenge. We look forward to it every year. Um, <laughs> Alabama Chattanooga, uh, Florida Georgia. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, Florida Georgia Southern, which which we, which we could lose. <laughs> Georgia Southern is down this year, and I still think Florida could lose. Yeah. Um, Clemson Citadel, that's an honorary game, as is South Carolina, Coastal Carolina. I even think we include FSU Idaho as an honorary game there. Just uh, really, really excited because somebody is going to be winning by like eight points in the fourth quarter, and everyone's going to make fun of them. Georgia Southern Florida. That's if you there's your there it is. Big dumb Will Muschamp football. Looking across, no, going someday we're going someday we're going to compete with Georgia Southern. <laughs> I'm at that point where I'd throw Will Muschamp to a wood chipper. <laughs> Happily. Not really. He'd probably break that. He would. He'd be like, I've got this wood chipper. Just go and grit through it and make a play. <laughs> it's like gnawing on his leg, and he's just getting pissed off, and the thing just shuts down. <laughs> just snags on his leg. Yeah, he's, he's lost. Punches his way out, and then exactly. comes and sits by you and talks what to you. What the hell was that? What the, <laughs> What was that about? Why did you throw me in the damn wood chipper? <laughs> I had emotions. That's why irrational emotions will must champ. The uh, but looking outside, uh, you know the the conference, LSU, Texas A and M. By the way, it'll be awesome. It'll be a mess. Mm-hmm. Just just an absolute bloody mess. But looking outside, God's conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam, anything of note? How fair is the Big Ten this week? <laughs> Well, I'm glad you asked. I don't know why we got Irish there. Um, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, there 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 are some actual like games of of consequence uh, in in the Big Ten. Um, there's Iowa against Michigan. <laughs> uh, starting at was that really the one to start with, sir? No, it is because you know why. It starts at 12.01 p.m. They're like, no, 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 no. This is too hot for noon. we got to back it off a minute. <laughs> uh, I mean, if if we're being honest, then, like, the conference season's basically already over. It, it's it's Ohio State and Michigan State. They're, they're going to play in the, in the Big Ten uh, championship. Um, I mean, technically, I guess Minnesota is still in the running. Like sort of, but like they they have to beat Wisconsin and then go to Michigan State and win. And I love Minnesota. I love Jerry Kill, but let's not kid ourselves. So that's never ass blast. Happening. Ass blast yourself. Um, go um, yourself. I I would strongly recommend that you watch Indiana at Ohio State because they're the chaos team, and that means that they could hang around in a forty-five to forty-five game late, or they could lose by eighty. And either way, it's going to be entertaining in its own perverse way. That and if you're going to let Illinois hang around in a game. I like that you said they. And what about? Well, I was going to say, if you let, if, yeah, <laughs> that and if you let Illinois hang around in a game, <laughs> you can let anyone hang around in a game. Mm-hmm. Ohio mm-hmm. State. Even and if and they're, they're, yeah. They're they're probably going to be a little upset about the fact that Baylor is within hours of taking over the number three spot. Well, it ain't fair. Well, I, it is. It is. 
<laughs> so either they take it out on Indiana or they watch helplessly as Indiana rolls up 45 points on them. They still win by double digits if that happens, but it's still going to be funny. I now love this role that Ohio State is in of being like the perpetual second banana that overshadowed like, Keep, what, what, what? Yeah, no, no, kid, get out of here. We're talking to the stars. I signed with the studio first. Yeah, whatever. Go do some voiceovers. I got a real star right here. I hope that uh, Albert Breer, the the NFL.com reporter, I hope he keeps up every Sunday the thing he was doing on, on uh, this past Sunday. The rankings were coming out. Just <laughs> like like profound, upset person. Ohio State being, you know, losing ground to Baylor and, you know, stuff like, well, Baylor doesn't have as many players in the NFL as Ohio State does. So Ohio State's better. And, uh, you know, the the whole thing's not fair. It's like, well, yeah, it's, it hasn't been fair for uh, 150 years. It's college football. You like, guys it's, want, you, it's you, not really you, supposed to be fair. You, you guys want to hear my mixtape? No one wants to hear your mixtape, Urban Meyer. <laughs> get, back, get back in the green room. Um, anything, by the way, that, that Michigan-Iowa game, such a strong chance of being like our 6-3 game, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I mean, you guys know what Michigan does on the road, and it's not good. So, um, one, there's literally no chance that Michigan wins that game. None whatsoever. But at the same time, it's Iowa football, and Iowa football is like equally horrible at random times. So there's a profound possibility that both teams lose. I don't know how, like it's not supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, like they, they have rules against that, but they're feeling frisky enough to break that rule. I, uh, now I, I, will I was... Michigan crack 10 rushing yards is the big question. No. No, absolutely okay. not. And I, I think that they abandon the I, run I am and, going and they just say, uh, "I'm going to take that bet, Adam Jacoby. <laughs> I am going to bet. I can't believe this is a bet. <laughs> I am. I can't believe this is something you can say realistically <laughs> about Michigan. <laughs> about Michigan. You ready? I write this down. Put it in bronze. <laughs> let's, let's make it a plaque. Make it a rivalry that, trophy. That me exactly. That Michigan. <laughs> And Maryland as rivals. I don't even know if they play. Uh, that, that they'll share this plaque that says, I predict that Michigan will have more than 10 yards rushing against Iowa, a 6-4 team in the third week of November. <laughs> oh, God. That feels so good. What I really like is Michigan's doing that with a uh, a top ten draft pick on the offensive line. So like, right. how damn bad are the other four guys? Are they even there? At times, no. I mean, they're trying. They're trying really hard. Yeah, I don't want to make them feel bad if they're listening. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> they're trying. Football's a hard. It's a football is a hard game. It's hey, hard they're doing play. way better than I would be. That's it's hard. For sure, it's hard to football. I, I am not so sure about that, Jason. <laughs> Jason. Jason might actually have the humility to just attempt to dive into the knee every play. Yeah, yeah. Well, as opposed to I got just hold, just hold every time. 
You can't lose rushing yards if you're holding. That's a penalty. <laughs> it's true. Um, I would not, also not negative uh, rushing yards. Yeah, <laughs> for making up things. Uh, other games of note, by the way, BYU at Notre Dame, um, which you won't watch because it's on at the same time as Texas A&M LSU. Uh, looking and the Pac-12, not exactly a robust week. Although Arizona State UCLA, you got two ranked teams playing at UCLA, and you got Todd Graham versus uh, Jim Mora, which I think uh, our highest, um, I'm not sure exactly what the two coaches, what attribute the two coaches have in common. Uh, Maneuverability. (laughs) They're both, uh, yeah, they're both portable. (laughs) If they're appliances, they're both very portable. Jim Moore is a steady washer that you can wheel in and out of your house easily, and Todd Graham is the one that might walk out on its own. Now, if I'm Larry Scott, and I want to make sure this is the game of the day, and this is drawing eyeballs away from Baylor, Oklahoma State, I call up both of these universities, and I tell these head coaches that, hey, the winner gets the Texas job. (laughs) Even though it's not true. Oh, golly. They don't need to know it's not true. Yeah, they don't need to know that. Just dangle that carrot, that big orange carrot. Yeah, but when they say it's not true, Jim Mora would say, I don't think that's true. And in his head, he'd go, I don't think that's true. And then Todd Graham's mouth would say, I don't think that's true. And in his brain, he would go, oh, boy, howdy. Hook him. Hook him. His brain's already on Zillow looking up houses. <laughs> oh, nine bedrooms. Oh, his, his brain is actually in Austin. <laughs> he, he learned how to throw his soul and he can he can do it farther and farther over time the more he practices with it. I've got three games between uh, FBS programs you should not watch. Three, three. You're forbidden from watching them. Um, that would be Cal Stanford. Only three. Don't don't watch Cal Stanford. Cal's zero and eight in conference, one to ten overall, going up against an angry, hurt, and scorned Stanford team. Cal's so, gonna do that throw the ball fifty five times bullshit. For 3.2. God. It's their only choice. <laughs> their only choice. It's literally all they have. Um, the hey other man, game, I'd pick that offense out for them. Uh, Pittsburgh, Syracuse. Don't watch it. Don't. The game's, the game's poop. Poop that you put in your eyes. Yes, yeah, don't, don't, don't watch it. And the final game that I command you not to watch at all would be Duke Wake Forest because you might watch it for the curiosity of, oh, it's Duke, a good football team that beat Miami last week, and they're going to be playing Wake Forest, <laughs> who who will be uh, annihilated by this Duke team. Mm-hmm. Another thing which yep. doesn't feel quite as good to say is Michigan gets 10 rushing yards, but that's close. Can I, can I throw in uh, a bonus pick? Mm. Illinois at Purdue. Oh. Yeah, you just got you just got Trump. You just threw down Illinois Purdue. What you gonna do about that? Man, I think you might want to watch that. No, you yeah. no. I've seen them both. You don't want to you don't want to be within the same area code as that. I just want to see time what time. happens. No, you don't. Now here's something to watch for. If Purdue goes up, say three to nothing, 
<laughs> Certainly they won't go up to seven nothing, but if they go up, say, three to nothing, maybe there's a fumbled kickoff or something, and then they're able to immediately kick that in for a field goal. You're going to see Illinois coaches just clawing and tearing at each other, like dropping foes <laughs> on each other. Yeah, it's going to look like a cartoon melee with like cloud of dust and just visors <laughs> flying out of it. Little ampersands and number signs floating yeah. in the cloud. But not, not cussing. Bill Cuban has standards, gentlemen. It, 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 yeah, it's the, it's, the, it's the cloud, the big rumble with, like, I challenge thee flying out. Just in Bill Cuban, just Tim Beckman's voice booming over. Calm down. <laughs> Quiet down. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> this. Oh, God. That's good. Whew, man. Uh, and then finally. Uh, another game I'd like to highlight. We're not talking about anything that's happening on Thursday, by the way. It is the rankest Thursday slate of any Thursday slate this year. Oh, um, um, I think it's a very good Thursday night of college football. Um, luckily, there's no NFL game that night. Don't even watch it. Don't even tune in. Just watch uh, Rutgers UCF. Really well, good game. But, but, but aren't the Falcons playing on Thursday? Nope, nope, nope. Just watch. Just watch Rutgers Atlanta UCF. Falcons. Atlanta no. Falcons. Nope. Rutgers UCF is going to be really good. I recommend the entire country watch that. How are the Falcons doing, by the way? Uh, UCF is eight and one. Pretty good chance at a BCS game. Uh, yeah, really that's good. The, that's that's not the Falcons. Blake uh, Bortles. Um, Matt Ryan. You met no, Matt Ryan. Well, yeah, he went to Boston College. Um, that's good. They, most they everyone's play. most everyone's watching UCF. They so. they play in the Falcons on Friday because if they are, I got BC by two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, you're late games. You're into that kind of thing. Uh, we got, uh, two 10-30 games. I will tell you and command you to watch Boise State and San Diego State, because all San Diego State does is play insane games. Mm-hmm. And, and all they do is, like, punch you in the face. Not even a punch. It's more like a shoulder charge in the face. They have, like, three running backs who are, like, made of cartilage. <laughs> it's just really hard. Just a big, a big block of cartilage. Like they, they have my, they have one of my favorite unsung running backs, Adam Moema. Adam Moema is nasty. He's one of those like shins and elbows runners, just mm-hmm. like trying to tackle this big old rolling ball of you know bowling pins. It's just not even. There's not a good angle you can take on him that won't hurt. He's going to elbow or knee you somewhere. He's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, in between them and Boise State, this actually might be like that entertaining late night fantasy game that, uh, you've really sort of quested for this season and really sort of not gotten. Yeah, it's been a little lacking at night. Yeah, no, this, this could actually be, I think, an excellent game. Also, Washington, Oregon State, not as obviously appealing to me in terms of the dynamics, in terms of like both teams playing these sort of insane late games, but Oregon State, capable of, uh, Capable of uncorking 55 passes and staying right in the game until the very end when they blow it. But until then, by the way, I'm making fun of Oregon State for that. They're not the ones who are three and four in conference. That would be Washington. <laughs> who Washington, after soaring to the heights of the rankings, okay, and after becoming, oh, 4-0 on the way, beat Boise State 38-6. Yeah, they, they lost three in a row. And then one against Cal in Colorado, faced the, the first good team they had in UCLA, and immediately lost 41-31. It's been... Uh, it wasn't even that close. No, 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 no. I mean, I think you can call 
this year sort of a I don't want to go disaster, but it's a de- it's a really deflating year for mm-hmm. Washington. But there's yeah. always next year. They're they're sort of like the the Cubs of the Pac-12. Um, so that, that's a baseball not, thing. I'm do sorry. the Cubs win eight games every year? They play, a, <laughs> they play what a hundred hundred games in baseball. They win eight of them. What, what, what bowl game? Exactly eight, eight and no, no no more than eight. Uh, they're the corn huskers of the Pac-12. How's that? Mm. As of the last five years. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Pac-12. Got to lose at least. We'll just say Polini. You got to lose at least four, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not that's not you know an untoward or bad comparison. Same peak period too, right? Like peaked in the nineties. Little little blip yep. there around two thousand, yeah. and then uh, all downhill. No, I think you've successfully made a cross divisional football analogy, Adam Jacoby. Well done. Okay. Yeah, crowd's going wild. Husker Huskers Huskies, wake up, y'all! Been right in front of us the whole time. Come on, sheeple. <laughs> all right, we're ending right there. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs>